Hey guys, it's Haley and Mackenzie, and this is Real Talk About Feminism. Okay, you guys, we are so excited to be back. It feels like forever since we recorded an episode. I mean, we only missed one week, but it just feels like it's been so long. It does. I mean, you went to Portland. We were in Mm -hmm. St. George the first weekend of your spring break. It just feels like it's been forever. It really does. I was like getting like so sad because I wanted to post an episode so bad, but we didn't have anything to record. So I'm glad that we're back. It feels like it's been forever, but it was a really nice break. And for me, I just really needed to get away, even if it was just for a weekend. So (laughs) just to fill you guys in, Jared, my husband and I, we were planning to go to St. George, Utah a couple weekends ago because we had tickets to a concert that was actually rescheduled from April, 2020 because of COVID. So I was telling Haley about it and she was like, that weekend in April is my spring break is starting my spring break. So she came along with us. She brought her baby Gigi. (laughs) My cat, cat. not a real baby. (laughs) (laughs) It was really fun. So we just hung out in St. George for that Saturday. And then Jared and I went to the concert and it was super fun. And then on Sunday, we took a two hour detour to Bryce Canyon, which was awesome. And then Haley, what did you do? So we spent the weekend together Friday night and Saturday and then Sunday morning when Ken's and her husband left and they went to Bryce Canyon and then back to Colorado. I just drove straight back to Idaho. So I actually drove through the entire state of Utah because St. George is at the end. And then I went to Idaho all the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I left that morning and got my Dutch my chai latte and it was so good of course Um, mm -hmm. so I just I drove from St. George to Idaho where I live and I met my friend and then we left for Portland the next day and we were there for a week and it was just so fun that's awesome and I know you were telling me that it was nice to recharge and take a week Mm -hmm. away spend time with someone that you really enjoy with so it's great yeah it was just so nice when I got back I got home from vacation in the morning on a Monday and then I had to go to work like an hour later after I got back and I was just at work not ready to be back like I just was still in vacation mode it was just so rough but I'm back now I'm ready I my mindset is good again so it's it's good girl I totally get that I work on Mondays and Tuesdays but we got back Sunday at like 9 p.m and then I had to wake up and go to work the next morning and I was just not feeling it like I have to be super nice and patient with all of my patients. And I was just not in the head space. Like you were saying, <laughs> it's just so yeah. rough. It's so hard. All right. So let's just dive into this episode. It'll be really fun. We decided to do a Q&A just so that you guys could get to know us a little more. The last couple episodes we've done have been a little heavy. So we kind of wanted to just lighten the mood and put out a fun episode um, but before we get into the Q&A, we will do this week's feminist highlight. So this week, we are highlighting Amanda Gorman. And her name is probably super familiar. She's best known for her poem, The Hell We Climb, that she recited at President Biden's inauguration this year. At 23 years old, she's the youngest poet to speak at a U.S. inauguration. That's crazy. I'm not 21 yet. I almost am. But like, she's kind of in our age group so that's just crazy oh yeah um yeah she's incredibly smart she studied at harvard and graduated cum laude 
and I believe she majored in sociology. Um, along with her poem, The Hill We Climb, she has two other books in the works and they will be published in September of this year. One of them is a children's book and it's called Change Sings and the other is called The Hill We Climb and Other Poems. She has many accomplishments and a very impressive career. I got all this information off of her website. It's called theamandagorman.com. So I'm gonna list a couple of her accomplishments that stood out to me, but if you are interested, go check out her website because it has everything laid out. According to her website, quote, her words have won her invitations to the Obama White House and to perform for Lin-Manuel Miranda, our guy, <laughs> Al Gore, Secretary Hillary Clinton, Malala Yousafzai, and others, end quote. She is an advocate for racial and gender equality. And my favorite lines from her poem, this is from The Hill We Climb, my favorite lines from this poem are, quote, we are striving to forge a union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gazes, not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first, we must put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another, end quote. So I love those lines wow. because I feel like, especially for right now, where our country is, it, Oh, I'm so happy this was read at the inauguration. But anyway, that's her. I tried to find some more information on her childhood. There wasn't really much out there. She was raised in LA. Um, her mom was a single mother. Um, so anyway, she's just a really strong woman. She's incredibly smart. And I really look up to her as a person. And I think she's a great inspiration to our country and, and what we could be. So that's Amanda Gorman. That is so cool. I really loved, and correct me if I'm saying it wrong, but when in the poem she said, we lay down our arms and extend our arms. Is that what she said? Yeah. So she said, we laid on our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. Okay. So I was way off, but that, I just love that because like, there's so much going on, like in our country right now and just like all over the world. And there's so much just heartache and sadness and anger and just so much there's so much going on and like so many negative feelings and some of them are justified because there's hard things going on in our country but if we just like lay mm -hmm. down our weapons we, whether that's like physical or that's with our words or just our attitude like we just lay all that negativity down and just open up our arms and just support everyone around us like I think that's just great and that's what we need to be doing right now just stand together I agree so we like Mackenzie said before the feminist highlight we did want to do a little question and answer episode because we were just thinking about it and there's a lot going on like in the world a lot of heavy stuff going on and the past few topics that we covered are really heavy and so we kind of just want to lighten the mood a little bit. And we also want you guys to get to know us as your hosts. And we just want to let you into our lives a little bit and um, let you get to know us. And so just a little bit about us before we ask each other the questions. Um, so we've always been close growing up, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. You're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I think... I mean, of course, siblings fight, but I think that, like, whenever we would fight when we were younger, we would get over it within that day. Like, we didn't really have many fights that lasted more than a day. No, Unless I I'm can't just think forgetting. of one. 
No, I can't think of one right. that we were like so mad at each other. We didn't talk. Right. And we also like shared a room, which some people might not like sharing a room, but I actually thought, of course, we would want our, our space sometimes, but I think it was good for us to share a room because we were able to get so close. And yeah, so we fun. couldn't really have big arguments because we were always sharing a room anyways. <laughs> Another reason why we've always been super close is because we used to move a lot when we were younger. Yeah, we moved so much. It was because our dad, his job, uh, he worked as a manager for a restaurant. And so we'd have to relocate every so often. We were born in Oregon. And then we lived there for a few years. And I don't remember that. I was so young. Um, but yeah. we lived there for a few years. We moved to California. And we lived in a few different places in California. And then where did we go after that? Idaho. Yeah. So from back to my room. <laughs> yep. From Idaho, we moved to Texas and lived there for a year. We all hated it. <laughs> that was <laughs> awful. But um after Texas, we moved to Colorado and I was going into eighth grade. So I called Denver my home because this is where I've lived the longest. This is where I want to raise my kids. Yeah, me too. I like, oh, I wish I was in Denver right now. I kind of have like the, the urge to move and go somewhere new, like every so often. So like I've been in Idaho for not even a year and I'm already transferring. I'm going to move to Hawaii this summer. Yes, it's going to be so fun. I know. I So I like, yes, I want to raise my kids there, but also I can see myself moving around a little bit before, even when I have like a young family and then, but settling down in Denver because I do love it. Definitely. I feel you with the getting the urge to move because we moved around so much. Like, I feel like every year, like clockwork, it just comes around where I'm like, I kind of want to move. Like, I'm kind of just needing something new. Yeah. No, I totally feel that. So yeah, that's a little bit about us. So do you want to just dive into the questions? Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to ask you one first? I'll go first. If you had all the money in the world, how would you spend it? Oh, this is easy. I would travel. A hundred percent. Like. I know everyone talks about like, oh, I want to travel. I want to do all this stuff. But like, I just got back from one trip and I'm already planning the next. And it's like actually going to happen. And this next one, it's going to be to the sand dunes in Colorado. And it's like a short little trip, like a mm -hmm. little two day, three day, maybe. But I just love traveling. And that kind of goes along with like the moving thing. Like when I move to Hawaii in a few months, like that's going to be such a great experience. But traveling is expensive and you kind of need money to do that but also I need money for my car payment and my rent and food I know and so it sucks it's so hard and so if I had all the money in the world I would just travel to wherever I would get like a private plane so that I could go wherever definitely I would too I would love to get a van and travel all across the U.S. and then I would get a private plane <laughs> and travel internationally but yeah that's oh, yeah. how I would spend all my money too just be so fun and you can that find so ways fun. to travel cheaper too like the more I travel the more I learn mm -hmm. like we don't need to spend money in this area or like yeah. we should stay in these types of places instead so yeah that's fun for sure okay I'll ask you a question now. My question for you is what is your ideal Saturday? 
So I have two answers to this because it really depends on my mood. My first one would be to dress up in a cute outfit, go get my Starbies and walk around downtown, explore a new place and not have a plan. Like just chill, relax, hang out with people. My other one would be to go hiking because I love hiking and the weather's getting nice. So I kind of have the hiking bug, but either of those two ways, I would be very content with my Saturday. That's nice. I relate to the hiking one. I, I mean, it would be nice to do the first one for me, but hiking definitely, I just, I would want to go hiking. If I could go every weekend, I would. Yeah, definitely. It just depends on my mood and what I'm feeling that day. Mm -hmm. You very much like to like get cute and kind of just like walk around, not for like the show of it, but like you just like to feel cute. I feel like I do. Yeah. Like today for the first time I put on makeup because we had a, a picnic put on by my, the company I work at. And it was really fun because I got makeup on. I got dressed in some cute clothes that I feel confident in. And it was like the first time in I don't know how many months that I've like actually been able to interact with people face to face. And it was outside at this gorgeous park in Denver. Everyone was vaccinated. So we didn't have to worry about masks. It was so nice. And I just missed that. Yeah, I just missed that. So I feel like I'm leaning more towards the first one just because I like to like be around people and hang out in a, a cool place. Yeah. And you really do like, you just like to get cute and just like make, make a a day of it. Just like feeling like that. I don't love that as much for me, but that's totally you. Like you just like to go out and even just like, like you were saying, like no plans, like even if you just walk around downtown. Yeah. Which is weird for me. I'm a planner. So if if I don't have a plan, it's kind of a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. My next question for you, what is your favorite type of music? Ooh, um, I love Frank Ocean. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like thinking about like right now. Um, love Frank Ocean. I love SZA. I love the Lumineers. And the Lumineers are from Denver. So of course. Yeah. Preach. Yes. Love the Lumineers. Um, it kind of does depend on the vibe. Like when I'm just like driving, I like Frank Ocean or like SZA because I can sing to SZA. And I just love her music, but also the Lumineers. It's like the road trip vibe. Um, one thing I recommend, a new band that I have discovered. You know the song Home by Edward Sharp and whoever? Yeah, the Magnetic Zeros. Yes. Um, so that song, everyone knows that song. And we were listening to it when we were driving, and I've never actually listened to their other music before. So we just put it on shuffle. And they actually have some other really good songs. It's kind of it has like that older sound, like older music sound, but mm-hmm. they're really good. So that's someone else that I've recently been listening to a lot because they have some good music, but I don't know, just anything I can sing to really. Yeah, it does depend on the vibe. Like I love Lumineers. They're mm-hmm. kind of like my chill road trip music. Yeah. But I also love like surfaces. Cause they really fit oh. the vibe like for just driving. Like I've been listening to them while I get ready. You turned me on to SZA. So I've been listening mm-hmm. to SZA while I study. Um, but yeah, I, I've been wanting some new music. And so I'll go on Spotify where it says like, go to radio. 
and I'll just pick oh, yeah. a song that I like and go to the radio. And by doing that, I discovered a band that I really like. They're called the band Camino and their song 214. Uh, it's like my favorite summer oh. song right now. Yeah, okay. so you should listen to it. It's so good. But yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'll have to give that one a listen because I'm always looking for some new music too. So that's cool. Okay. Um, my next question for you is what is your most embarrassing moment? Uh, oh, God. So, of course, when you ask me this, I can't, like, think of any, but there's, I I can't get through it without laughing. There's one that I will never forget because it literally scarred me. So, I think I was, like, 13 or 14. (laughs) So, we were in orchestra class, and it was the end of the year. So, it was one of those school days where, like, you don't really do anything, you know? And we had had a cookie party, (laughs) which you're familiar with. Anyone had Miss Robin as an orchestra teacher, you know. Um, but uh, it was a fun day, and she's like, "Let's play musical chairs." So of course, everyone's like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go." Well, guess what I wore that day? A dress. Oh, oh. Yep, and I never wore dresses to school. I still don't, maybe because of this. But I came down to the top two. <laughs> So we're circling the chair, we're circling the chair, you know, the music stops. I'm sitting in the chair and this guy pushes me out. So I fall on the floor and I could feel the air on my butt. And I was wearing like bright pink underwear that day. And I got up so fast and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope no one saw that. I'm pretty sure everyone did. And the guy I liked was in that class. So that was super embarrassing. But yeah, that, that's it. It was very embarrassing. What dress were you sure, wearing? Maybe I remember it. Um, you know that white one? I was gonna say the cream lacy one. Yes, the cream lacy one. I knew. I sure hope it wasn't see-through. I don't think so because I was wearing very like obvious bright underwear that day. But I'm pretty sure everyone had secondhand embarrassment for me. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> awful and now retelling it it's like bringing all it back oh no and then you never wore a dress again at school no I really didn't unless it was like game day you know where you have to wear a dress and yeah but anyway oh Mm -hmm. gosh it's so awful I feel so bad for you but the whole time when you were telling me that story I was imagining you in that white lacy dress and that just made it so much more real for me I feel like I was there oh my gosh (laughs) Do you have one that you want to share? I like literally cannot think of one. Like, have I ever done anything that you've had secondhand embarrassment for me about? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I mean, nothing big, but like sometimes when you order food at restaurants, I'm like, girl. (laughs) Because like the way you like say stuff. I like remember in St. George when we stopped at the Burger King? Yes. I can't describe it like why, but sometimes I'm like, uh, like it just makes me want to like shake my head. Oh my goodness. Literally, <laughs> I didn't even do anything wrong at the Burger King. I asked them, they were having like this promo and it was like buy one, um, buy one, uh, what is it? It's not a Big Mac at Burger King. It's a Whopper. It's like buy a Whopper mm-hmm. and get a thing for free. And I only go to Burger King because they're like the only fast food restaurant that has a, uh, a vegan burger. They have the Impossible Burger. So I hate Burger King. 
other than the fact that they have the vegan burger. And so I went to get the Whopper and the whole thing was just so confusing. Like, don't, I'm not even gonna get into it, but- You know what, so it, I'll give you that. It was confusing and it stunk in there. <laughs> it did. onion rings didn't make it better. Do you remember that little girl when they brought his onion rings out? She said to her dad right behind us, what does that smell? It stinks. And we were all like, what the heck? <laughs> Yeah, and she, she literally held her nose. She was like, ew, what is yeah. that smell? It stinks. And Jared was just enjoying his onion rings. <laughs> okay, my next one for you. Um, What is your biggest fear? Mine would be dying alone. Or honestly, especially lately, I've been thinking about like, um, just like dying with regret. Like I'm in the process of trying to make some, a few like big decisions in my life. And I just don't want to make the wrong choice. I'm afraid that I'll make a choice and then later in life I'll regret it. And I mean, there's no way to even tell if you're going to regret something because like you just have to make the decision. But I think it would either be for me dying alone or regretting my choices. Yeah, both very valid. Working in hospice, I have a different kind of viewpoint on the dying alone thing. It's really important to me. We could do a whole episode about it, but that's a really big fear that a lot of people have. The regrets is also another big fear people have because you just never know. Like there's so many choices in life and in your mind, when you're trying to make a choice, you're like, well, if I do this, then maybe this would happen. But if I did this other thing, you know, like who knows what's going to happen. So right. I really just take it on the attitude that everything happens for a reason. Like with nursing school, I'm in the process of applying and I have all my schools lined up that I'm going to apply to. But as I'm trying to figure out which ones to apply to, I'm thinking, well, what if I don't get in here? And at the end of the day, it's like, if I'm meant to go at this point in my life, I will. Yeah, I think that's a really good attitude. That's what I try and think about too. But I overthink some things way too much. And so I just like get into that, like, rhythm of just like overthinking everything and being like is this really what I want to do am I making the right decision am I in the right place am I with the right person like it's just so hard but that's really good advice yeah so what's your biggest fear I'm definitely afraid of the ocean (laughs) like I'll go in it but like not past my knees really do you remember when we went to Florida in 2019 and I got in with my shoulders? Like I was pretty much in there. Yeah. That was a big deal for me. I've never done that before. There's just so many unknowns in there. Oh my gosh. It was so scary, but it was fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like willingly, I would rather just not go in. (laughs) I didn't know that was a fear of yours. Yeah. I'm terrified of getting bitten by a shark or some other creature. I'm terrified of being pulled into a rip current. I'm terrified of a dark abyss and just like being lost in the middle of the ocean. It scares me. Yeah, no, I relate to that. I relate to like the the rip tide or the rip current or whatever. Like yeah, being pulled in you by can't that. Really see them. No, I I'm scared of that too. Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Um I'm also, like you mentioned, like I'm scared of making wrong decisions. Like I'm so indecisive and I feel like as I've gotten older, I'm even more indecisive. I literally ask like 
the whole family, Jared, like I ask everyone before I'm going to make a big decision, like, Hey, what do you think about this? Like, I have to get someone else's opinion, not all the time, but it just feeds like all my indecisiveness. So one of my fears, like you mentioned, is like having regrets about decisions or being nervous that you're going to make the wrong one. Yeah, I totally relate to that. I, I'll ask, I feel like I'll ask you um, advice a lot of times or like my roommate Shania, but other than that, I feel like, or another person that's very close to me, I'll ask them. But other than that, I kind of just keep it to myself. I feel like I don't ask everyone, but I relate to that. I'm so indecisive. I've gotten better, but I still am. Yeah. I know I've learned too. like, sometimes you just have to make a decision. Yeah, honestly. What do you do for self-care? That's a good one. Um, I like to, I have gotten on the story and talked about this before, but watching the sunset is super therapeutic for me. Um, and the sunrise too, but I don't wake up and do that or anything, but like this sunset, I try and be intentional about doing that. Um, and I just like to listen to music when I do that and just like, it, it makes me feel calm. So this week was really hard on me, just like with a lot of adjustments and, um, moving into a new apartment and just getting back into the groove of things, the new semester and everything. Um, so I was just really anxious the whole week. And so I decided I normally have a calendar, a dry erase calendar where I write down if I worked out for the day. Um, but just adjusting back to everyday life. Uh, with a new semester, new apartment and everything. Um, I haven't worked out this week at all, uh, just because I haven't had time. But I decided that I'm going to be taking daily walks. So I try and take them around the time where it is sunset, not when the sun sets, because I don't want to be out in the dark by myself. But kind of around that time when the sun is going down, and it's really pretty. Um, so I just take a walk by myself. I listen to music with just one headphone. And I just like to stay super alert, but it's really nice because um, it's something that I really like to do. And it gives me a time by myself to just reconnect with myself and think about my day. And so I've been doing that every day this week, just as self-care and it's been super helpful. That's really cool. The sunsets are so pretty and it's nice to be able to reflect on your day, listen to music that makes you feel calm. That's really cool. Yeah, I really enjoy it. So that's what I like to do. What do you do for self-care? So very recently, I've started implementing something into my self-care routine. I've been trying to be more intentional when I wake up and when I wind down for bed because I'm really bad at like being on my phone in bed, like right before I go to sleep. And like when I turn the lights off, like I'll be on TikTok for a few minutes, but I started, yeah. So um, I'm really into poetry, especially right now. And um, right now I'm reading The Sun and Her Flowers by Ruthie Carr. And so I'll make myself some nice warm tea. I'll lay in bed, get nice and cozy, and then I'll read from her book. And it helps me wind down so much. And it's so nice because like, I love the poetry. It makes me think I'm reading, I'm not on my phone. Um, and I'm also um, starting to meditate now. So I got this app called Headspace 
and I'm doing the basics course and each one is like five minutes long. So I meditate for five minutes and I read my poetry and it's really nice. That helps me wind down, helps me de-stress from the day. So that's kind of what I've been doing for self-care right now. I also started doing yoga this morning. So maybe I'll do it every day. I've been saying I'll wake up earlier and do it every morning and I haven't. Well, I mean, I think that's what's important about self-care is that like it looks different for everyone and you do have to be realistic about it. Like for me, my self-care is so simple. Like I just take a walk by myself and I used to do yoga and I used to journal, but right now where I am, where I'm at in my life, I don't feel like I have the time for that. And so I'm doing what works for me right now. And it's simple. And so like, yeah, like yoga is great and everything. Um, but you do what you have time for and what works for you. And so maybe next week you'll start waking up early because you think you find that you have the time, but this week you don't have the time, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. I feel like I put too much pressure on myself sometimes. So that's nice. Yeah, I think we all do, but it's just about being realistic and doing what's best for you. So I think that's great. Okay. My next question for you is what is the funniest story that you have from working in healthcare? Cause we both work in healthcare and just like sometimes funny stuff happens and you just try not to laugh. Oh my gosh. Side note, if any of you guys work in healthcare and you have funny stories, please DM us <laughs> because yes, it would be so fun to hear other people's stories. Oh yeah. Um, well, once you ask it, I can't think of anything. This one happened recently. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, so there's this lady I see, I really don't do much for her besides like wash her dishes, fold her laundry. And I, I just sit with her really while she eats breakfast. So this was a couple weeks ago. I'm sitting next to her. She's eating breakfast. We're just talking and she has early onset dementia, which kind of plays a role into this. Um, so in her kitchen, she has one of those like square cutouts that you can see out into the living room and uh, dining room, you know? Okay. So we're sitting like behind that cutout so we could see into the kitchen. So my back is to that cutout and we're just talking. And all of a sudden she looks up and the terror in this woman's eyes, like she looked scared to death. And she's on hospice. Like I thought maybe she was having a heart attack or something or like going to die. And she looks up and she starts pointing like up and she's like, who is that? Who is standing there? And I was like, who? Cause like her door was unlocked and we were the only two in her apartment. She was like, who's standing there? And I was like looking around. I was like, who, like, who are you pointing at? And she was like, someone's there. I just know it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, what's that on the counter? And I was like, the cereal box. And she was like, oh, I thought it was a man. And I was like, girl, you scared me. Like, I thought someone was coming in here. But, like, I wish I could have, like, taken a picture of, like, the horror in her eyes. Like, she was so scared. I thought there really was someone in there or there was a ghost. Oh, my goodness. That is so funny. And obviously, like, that was a very real fear to her. But it's funny the transition from, like, being so scared and then being, oh, it's a cereal box. Yeah, and, like, my heart was pounding because I was like, it's literally just us in your apartment. And like after she's like, oh, it's just the cereal box. So anyway, what were we talking about? And I was like, girl, <laughs> you just moved on from that. 
you like flip the switch. <laughs> What's one so of your funniest funny. stories? You've told me a few from when you were working on the ambulance. Um, yeah, I wish I had written them down because like I have like memory loss with them right now. One that I can think of like that's really funny um, is I used to transport patients out of skilled nursing facilities and not to knock skilled nursing facilities, but sometimes they aren't the best. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so we showed up and like, sometimes you never know what you're going to walk into. And so I was with my partner who was a man and then it was me. And then we were training someone. I was training someone. He was a man. And then the paramedic, because I'm an EMT. So like we had to call the paramedic for like a higher level of care. And he's a man. So there was three men working and then I was the only female. And so we like walked onto the scene and we got called to take a patient because she was too drunk to function. And so it was technically a mental health call because she had wheeled herself into the street on her wheelchair and she was drunk. And so we got called to like take her to the hospital and put her on like a mental health hold. And so we showed up to the scene and we didn't see a woman in a wheelchair in the road. And so we walked in and we couldn't find her. Finally, we found her. So this woman, we like finally found her and I start asking her some questions and I was like, okay, maybe I can be like a soothing female presence because we have all these men here that are big and kind of scary looking like in their uniforms. So like maybe I can just soothe her right. and like convince her to get on the stretcher. And of course she's denying that she's drunk and everything. And so I called um, ALS, which is like advanced life support, which was the paramedic. And he was about 25 minutes away. And so I called him and I was like, Hey, like, what do I do? She's refusing care, but she's also drunk. And so he like told me to conduct like a field sobriety test. And first off, I'm not a police officer. So I was like, what the heck? Like, why am I doing this? Why would they just throw that on you? this woman. I don't know. I was like, okay. So we like told her to get out of bed and she could like barely walk anyways. I was like, why are we doing this? And she just had a diaper on and then like a tank top, a very loose tank top. That's so sad. Yeah. And so, but the diaper looked really big and bulky. And so I was like, either she went to the bathroom or she has something in there. And the whole time she's denying that she's drunk. So we like do this field sobriety test and she's like not walking in a straight line at all. And she like cannot repeat after us without slurring her words. And so it was deemed that we had to take her because she wasn't sober enough to refuse. And the whole time she's still refusing care. So we finally get her onto the stretcher and she's like hitting us and kicking us and everything. So we had to restrain her onto the stretcher. And then we got into the back of the ambulance and she's yelling at the paramedic and everything. And I'm like trying to start an IV on her. And then finally he's like, fine. If you can prove to us that you're not drunk, then we won't take you. And then she goes, oh, I can't prove anything. And pulls an empty bottle of, I don't know what it was. I think it was vodka, but she pulls like this big empty bottle of alcohol out of her diaper. And she was like, I can't prove to you that I'm not drunk. I am. After the whole time she was like refusing that she was drunk. Then all of a sudden she's like, oh no, I can't prove anything. I totally am drunk and pulls out this empty bottle. How she got into the nursing home, I don't know. 
And that was a lot of alcohol for her to finish. Like she's smaller than me. So she's pretty tiny. Oh my but gosh. It was, just, it was so funny. Like she spent so long, probably like an hour of us trying to get her onto the stretcher so long, like refusing that she was drunk. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh no, I am drunk. I can't refuse. It was just so funny in the moment. Wow. That's funny. So you were right. You were like, there has oh, to yeah. be something in the brief. Oh my yeah, gosh. I was like, that is such a big diaper. There's no way that there's nothing in there. And there was. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay, so a couple more questions. What do you want your life to look like in five years? Um, in five years, I want to be doing something that I love. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I want to be doing something that I love. And I just want to be like with someone that I love not necessarily married um because I don't want to get married young but I just want to be with someone that makes me happy and like if that's where I am at that point in my life and I want to have my cat and I want to live either like in Denver or like another big city and I just want to be doing like whatever makes me happy yeah. I, I just want to be happy too. My plan. <laughs> yeah. I think my plan is probably not as specific as yours because you're married. So I'm sure you have like more of a, a, a laid out plan than me. But for me, I'm just like, I just want to be happy. Yeah. I'm with you. I just want to be like happy and content with my life. Um, in five years, I'll be 25. So I'll still be really young. But the main thing is I want me and my husband to own a house and I'll obviously be graduated. I want to be working somewhere that I really like and maybe thinking about kids, maybe depending on where we are in life and how we both feel. But yeah, I just want to be happy. I think that's great. I think it's cool that you want to own a house by then because that's totally doable for you guys. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Denver is really expensive and like it would be awesome to own a house but we're not really in any rush right now it's just us two yeah for sure so I think that's cool for five years from now okay um the last question that I have for you is what is the most important lesson that you've learned in life so far that you would want to share with everyone oh that's a really good one so one thing that I've learned over the years um, and something that I try to remember every day is there's so many little things in life that just don't matter. Like there's sometimes like Jared and I will start a conversation, like it'll kind of start to turn into an argument. And we both realize we're like, you know what, this isn't going to matter tomorrow. And like, it really doesn't matter. Or like, um, like when we were talking about making decisions, like, is this really going to matter in five years? Like, should I be focusing so much of my energy on this? So I've just, really tried to be intentional about realizing what's really going to be important and impact my life in a serious way. So if I had to share one important lesson that I've learned, it would probably be that like really try and think about what's actually going to matter and what's important and what you want to spend your time thinking about and focusing on. I think that's really good. And that goes, that's good advice for my fear of like, Am I making the right decision? Like, think of yeah, about mine too. Gonna matter. Yeah, mine too. And like, yeah. once you realize that, it's like, 
you don't feel so much stress about little things that we get caught up in. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think that's really good. What's an important lesson that you've learned that you want to share? Um, an important lesson that I've learned has kind of come from my journey, like in the past year. Um, and that, well, actually, no, I'd probably say in the last like six months. And that is putting yourself first, like genuinely not being selfish, but I didn't really know myself until like six months ago when I started this journey of like, um, just like being on my own and like moving out here to go to school. Like, cause I had been going to college already, but I was still around the family and, um, just like in my element. But when I moved out and I moved to a whole new state, like it really forced me to realize that like, I need to know myself so that I can grow and I can like be the best person that I can be. And I really didn't know myself and focus on myself as much. And so I kind of just started this journey of realizing who I am and figuring out what I like, what I don't like, my views, my beliefs, and like just who I am as a person. And because of that, Mm -hmm. I've been able to do so many things that I love. And like, for example, like doing this podcast and like sharing my thoughts and my opinions and like some other things that I have coming up that I've been planning. And I would never have realized that I have a passion for those things if I didn't put myself first and really focus on myself. And that's something that is a lesson that I've learned because everyone tells you that everyone is like, focus on yourself. Like just you do you right now. Like, especially after like you get out of a relationship, like, no, just focus on yourself. You don't need another person. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so easy for all of us to say that, but, and I've always said that my whole life, like, I'm just going to focus on myself. But I think for the past six months, months, I genuinely have focused on myself. Life just works itself out when you prioritize the right things. And for me, for the past six months, it's, it's been prioritizing myself and getting to know myself. And because of that, the people that aren't meant to be in my life have left and the people who are meant to stay in my life have come back and I'm really happy and I know I'm doing what I love. And so that's just my biggest life lesson. It's just like genuinely putting yourself first and getting to know yourself so that you have time and energy to give to other people. I'm really glad you shared that. And like, I can attest to that. Like six months ago, you were a completely different person and like, you've just grown so much in a positive way. You know, like you just discovered more about yourself and what you like and what you want. So that's really great. And I hope that someone can take one of our lessons to heart and inspire you guys to chase what you want. Yeah, I agree with you too. Like, I hope that you guys can take some of those lessons and I hope that you had fun, like getting to know us. Cause I know that was yeah. super fun talking to you about those questions. <laughs> it was I learned some things about you that I didn't know. Yeah. Super fun. So hopefully you guys enjoyed getting to know us and as always stay tuned on Instagram um we're kind of getting everything together and getting it more uniform on there so I'm just super excited and if you guys have any suggestions questions comments anything always DM us and reach out to us because we want to hear from you yeah you guys can find us on Instagram at real talk about feminism and we'll post the feminist highlights every week we'll post cute little motivational sayings to keep you going yeah so just follow us on there and that is all we have for today so I hope you guys have a great week 
And we'll be back next week with episode seven. Yep. See you guys then.